Uh, another status update on digital marketing strategies. So, enter the world of marketing, enter the world of online marketing, enter the world of social media marketing, and then enter the world of being an influencer. Just about everything is coalescing into this. And, uh, you know, um, it's all kind of the same, right? You, if you have followers, you have more reach, you have more reach, then your list could grow. Do you need the reach to grow your list? No. Does it help? Um, obviously it does. Okay, list is over on the right. Social media reach is on the left. By list, it's an email list. It's The way marketing works is every single prospect that you have is, you know, you have at least you have their name, their info, right? Way back in the day, it's called the Rolodex, you know, that big-ass, like, spindly box-looking thing that has all those index cards in there, and you save your contact information. I guess, you know, in the 80s or 90s, maybe it was that black book of names, you know, a pocket book of names, right? And you had it handwritten, and it, that's like your lifeblood, right? That's everybody that you know, it's their name, their phone number, and their address, right? And then other pertinent information, birthday or date of birth or how many kids or what do they do or what do they make or, you know, demographic information, male, female, white, black, Hispanic, Asian, okay, Texas, Houston, San Antonio, zip code, okay, occupation. It's really not all that different than what the IRS could have your, your, you know, your tax information, your legal occupation, your status. Okay, there are public records and private records, but that's getting, you know, away from myself, really. Okay, so you got all that now in some kind of digital list, usually on some kind of spreadsheet or uh, online information, okay? The, the modern-day list is now some kind of email list. And, uh, you know, how many people in the world have a valid email address and are capable of spending, you know, 10 to $100, right? Out of 8 billion people in the world, take away, you know, people who don't have Internet or access to, you know, a credit card or a debit card, how many people are left? This is your absolute pool of customers, right? Okay, you got a $100 product, you got a $1,000 product, you got a $10,000 product, you got a $100,000 product. You could even have a million-dollar product. I mean, it doesn't, it never really ends. You have a merchant account and you have, you know, a bank. You can, you could, you could charge any amount, you know, on the merchant account. Anyone could process a payment to go through and then that payment would hit your bank account, right? But it's just very weird thinking of an income or a job or a work. Weird for a lot of people. Becoming less weird. You know, people are selling courses now, selling all kinds of stuff, things on eBay, PayPal, okay, Square. So it's actually not that hard to get someone to pay you, you know, money on the Internet. Now, what's the value exchange What's the contact, customer base, what's the list? Is it even going to go into your inbox? Is it going to go into a spam folder, you know? Just because you have 100,000 email addresses does not even does not mean it's going to hit, even hit their in doesn't even mean they're going to 
see it, so let alone go to their inbox. Right? Do they even know who you are? Will they open it? Will they read it? Okay, so with the invent of the the very broad, general, generalized description of what online marketing and marketing is, okay, you had the snail mail, you had the Pony Express, then you had billboards, and then you had the, the, you know, the local newspaper, then you had the magazines, like the big ones, like New York Times and Wall Street Journal and, you know, Business Week, and then from there, uh, you know, from there you pay for ads, you see the ads, you see the billboards, you see a commercial on TV, you hear a commercial on the radio. What's going to take you to, what's going to cause you to take action that you normally wouldn't have taken action just having an organic desire to, you know, purchase or acquire something? All this is like super common sense, but it's kind of necessary to hash it over when you're talking about online marketing because this is how the marketer thinks. So, you know, if you got a billboard, how many people drive past it every day? That's, you know, impressions. And then what's the conversion? How many people are actually going to look at it and call the number or go to the website? Less than 1%. Who knows? You know, what's the CTA? So, anyways. As I'm growing my reach online, there are certain tools I can use. The old school way is like going door to door, just adding people on various, you know, social media platforms or cold calling or cold emailing, although cold cold emailing probably doesn't really work these days. We have spam folder. But uh, you know, how do I position myself to to sell my product to someone who's interested in my product and convert and get them to buy. Now, it seems so easy, right? All I have to do is just set up this offer on a web page with the merchant account and then processes the payment and then, boom, hits my bank account, right? Now, all of the time of every marketer online, period, since the dawn of the Internet is what the hell is that product going to be? And how do I mesmerize and attract the customer, give them something that they actually want, and then they have enough trust and certainty to buy from me on my website? So, you know, this is the trillion-dollar question. So I'm getting into funnels. You know, Russell Brunson did an incredible job coining the word funnel. Funnel just being a landing page and a way to get people interested you know, it's it's almost like he systemized the pro- entire process of buying things on a website, right? In 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 tandem with Facebook and Instagram, so and emails. So he already knows what he's doing. He's made probably a few hundred million dollars. I don't know what the net profit is, and then you got to pay some taxes on that or what? You know, what's his net worth? I don't know. Probably nine figures or close to it, but Google says fifty million. But this is the you know ultimate question. Now it's like, what am I the most passionate about? This is really just me putting out my thoughts out there. So originally the goal was to do multi-level marketing, and it still is the goal. Although I'm not sure if this is going to be the primary focus. You know. Um, 
MLM, super low buy-in. You only need to spend about 100 bucks a month, and then the goal is to get as much training and information and strategies as you can possibly get from your sponsor and your team and the company. So if you're smart, like I am, you go towards the highest-ranked person in the company who is the most widely available, who will give you the most amount of time, and, uh, you know, you try to sign up with them, see if you can get some hands-on mentoring, you know. How much is 10 minutes of time worth from someone who makes 10 million bucks a year? I mean, it's worth a lot. If they're making, a, you know, two or three million, they're making about $1,000 an hour. If they're making $10 million a year, you have to understand these people are making like three to $4,000 an hour. So 10 minutes of their time, that's still like, you know, $800 to you. So to get 10 minutes of time from someone making 10 million bucks, a year, I mean, dude, that's almost like them giving you a check for $1,000, in a sense, all right, now, you know, can you just pick up on the vibration that they give you, or did they give you some kind of gold mine advice or strategy that you're going to implement in those 10 minutes, you know, so not necessarily, a billionaire ordering a steak, you know, talking to the waiter for 10 minutes is not necessarily going to increase that waiter's net worth by, you know, $50,000, but... In a nutshell, that is kind of what the time is worth. I just pulled up to Walmart. I got to go buy some shit. I'm take, I take Mondays off. So today is just a refocus and re-strategize kind of thing. There's only four things I can really be doing in my time. It's like I can either read books, which is, you know, motivation or insight or downloading, you know, the person who wrote the book or getting more info. Or I can, you know, learn more about marketing and automation. It's like there are millions of hours of content of things that you could be watching or doing. So you have to be very, very precise and, you know, pick the right thing to do. If you got six hours on your off day, day off on the weekend or whatever, to literally learn strategies or digest content, then you better make it count. Right, so I got this book called High Performance Habits by this guy named Brendan Bouchard. So far, it's honestly kind of boring. Finished the first few chapters, it's really honestly like common sense, but he seems like he has a really good energy about him. So, you know, it could be value in just, you know, tuning into that energy, but supposedly he's coached Oprah and stuff. He's the highest paid high performance coach. So we'll see. We'll see what it's, we'll see what it's all about. It sometimes feels overwhelming because you're like, dude, I literally, I can do, a, I, I'm doing a funnels course, I'm doing a social media course, I have uh, a hundred fucking books I could read right now. It just almost feels like there's not enough time in the day, you know, it's overwhelming, there's so many things to do. Really, dude? Turn your fucking car off. The old man accidentally set his alarm on, doesn't know how to... Dude, it's the key. Hit the unlock button on your key. Or start the engine. There you go. Okay. Anyways, you know, I mean... Jesus Christ, what the fuck is wrong with you? Moron. Put the key in the engine and start it! Retard. Okay. Alright, this is fucking annoying. I'm in the podcast. Basically, this is where I'm at right now.